Hey, Think Realty, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, it's our privilege to bring you this podcast and the content that you're about to receive. Uh, I believe that Think Realty always provides value, but I'd love to hear feedback and hear uh, what you think as well. Uh, but before we get into the show, let me say a quick thank you to our podcast sponsor. The podcast sponsor is Real Property Management. This episode is brought to you by Real Property Management. Working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure that you're maximizing the return on your investments. Experience the real difference with Real Property Management. Visit realpropertymgt.com. That's Real Property mgt.com. One of my uh, favorite companies uh, is represented today. Uh, I've got a, a good friend uh, down in Houston, Texas by the name of Eddie and uh, at Jet Lending and uh, one of his uh, partners and esteemed colleagues there uh, is Alex. Alex, are you, are you with us today? I am. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today. Are you in Houston as well? I am. Cool. Very cool. How's the weather in Houston today? Is it nice? It's 71 degrees. Perfect. Well, that's good. 71 in January is about the best weather you can hope for. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's jump in. Um, and by the way, Alex is our MC for our upcoming Houston Think Realty event uh, coming up in March. If you haven't bought tickets for that, uh, come on out and see us there. If you're in the Houston area, we'd love to have you. And you'll see a whole lot more of Alex there and, uh, and myself. But um, Alex, uh, if you don't mind, uh, before we jump in and talk about jet lending and the marketplace and where investors really need to consider investing today, I want to hear a little bit more about you. So like, how did you get into the space? I know you've got a pretty interesting background, and uh, I'd love to just hear the journey that led you to, to this point uh, where you are. Oh, great. Sure. Um, so like, I am, like most of you guys, coming into the investment space. I am not a finance person. I was not an investor. Um, what I was, um, I started off as a critical care paramedic in school. I went off to uh, get my doctorate. I was practicing. And I was practicing for a lot of, a lot of uh, places in Houston. I was the director of biomechanics and functional medicine. And what I noticed was when I was practicing, um, I wanted to run things my way. I always um, was uh, good at uh, building uh, businesses and practices. Um, I ended up even convincing the University of Pittsburgh to let me write their physician's assistant school while I was an undergraduate. So I was always good at compelling ideas and growing markets and business. But as a doctor, I was very concerned with the care of my patients. And I wasn't seeing that in the marketplace. So I was like, well, I should open my own place. But I could get student loans, but I couldn't get a business loan. So I was a doctor that had a lot of knowledge, but didn't have a lot of money. Um, but I was good with running businesses. I knew somebody at Jet Lending at the time, and um, I got an interview. And uh, in walks Johnny Hayes, who actually was one of my patients at one point in time with his family. And he's like, what are you doing here? So I told him, I was like, listen, I'm trying to get some money to open up my own practice um give me a shot so i started closing loans for jet lending started learning about all the lending aspects and how to analyze distressed real estate from there it clicked one day i was 34 and i was walking up to do an event to talk about you know investing in space and on my left and on my right me all i saw were men and women in their 40s 50s and 60s briefcases and scrubs 
feverishly trying to figure out this investment real estate space, trying to be able to retire. And at that moment, I said, I'm not paying attention. I'm missing something here where these men and women are trying to get into this to retire. I'm a relatively young man and I'm missing the boat. And I was a big believer that if you have a plan B, plan B always wins. So I cut off con consulting and real and, and, and with uh, other providers and patients. And I went full bore with jet lending through my four years of doing loans. I, I personally closed uh, 638 loans. I used to sell about 18 properties a year. Um, from my education here from Eddie Gant, I've found ways to accrue more uh, advantageous product lines for our borrowers nationwide, where we just started lending on residential and commercial and 30 year products and trying to figure out how can I better service our borrowers and keep that line of ethics to where now I'm not looking after people's physical health. I'm looking after people's financial health. Yeah. And that's where I started. I love it. I, I think you may be the only doctor that I know that's actually in the financial, you know, private lending space. Uh, and I think that that's pretty cool. It's super unique. You know, I, I think it's also ironic. Um, I speak to a lot of uh, groups of people that are typically beyond their prime, uh, past their working years, or at least in the twilight of their working years. And a lot of the people that I'm speaking to are doctors and dentists and chiropractors uh, who are all essentially searching for what you already know now because uh, you've, you've fast-tracked it by, by essentially jumping ahead of, uh, of the, the curve. And, uh, and I love that. I think it's such a strong story. Um, because you have done so many loans, I mean, you've done hundreds, you said over 600, um, it, it obviously gives you a good grasp on the marketplace, what's going on. Um, and really, you're not new to this space. It's not like you just came in a year or two ago, like a lot of people have. Um, you've got tenure, you've got a lot of deals under your belt. I I'm really curious, you know, what your thoughts are on the current marketplace uh, and where an investor should be focused? Well, that's a, that's a great uh, topic to bring up uh, because there's a lot of people that are concerned. And they always get concerned in transitioning markets. And my one thing that I hope that you guys that are listening today take away from a transitioning market, it's one of the best markets that you can really exponentially increase your wealth. As long as you know how to pivot correctly in your in your investing so where are we at in the market today well you know if you're looking i'm a big believer that you should be looking in the market in which you are investing so i know the national data has us at about a 3.3 months of inventory mm -hmm. in houston just uh the the, the har report comes out in houston we're at about 2.7 months of inventory now at Jet Lending, we take a, a, a relatively different stance on um, balanced markets. Your national economists, most of them are gonna say six months is a balanced market. Mm -hmm. At Jet, we, we personally feel a three month is a balanced market because the, the, with the consumer index of either buying a property, and most likely selling a property, you're more likely to have a negotiating factor start tipping towards the buyer after three months in our experience so like um like i said earlier i personally have closed that many loans but jet lending as uh, as a whole has closed over 3800 loans of residential and commercial 
So we kind of look at a, at a retrospective data set on what things have trended in the past and what we're looking for in the future. One of the big things that uh, either of you are mostly flipping, but even as my landlords, one of the things that you should consider today is that you have probably noticed as, as of August of 2022, the market started shifting due to two primary factors. Um, the interest rates were exponentially rising and um, inflation was taking quite a toll on the consumer market. Consumer markets psychologically kind of trail, okay? So consumers don't catch up to good or bad markets till months down the line. So as rates have increased and the dollar, the power of the dollar, their spending dollar started decreasing with both the rate and insurance, you started seeing a slowing or a longer hold time on sales. But you also started seeing less inventory come out. So sellers were not apt to put their property on the market because if you look at the, at the, the data and if you're not following, you should, the Think Realty team and like the American Association of Private Money Lenders, great data that they keep um, about, and I'm going to be a little off on the numbers, but if you look about, I believe it's 65% of all mortgages were below what, four and 80% were below 5%. Effectively, those houses have now been taken off the market. Until interest rates decrease, you're not going to see anybody that's really going to be attuned to putting that house back on the market and getting higher interest rate. So now your inventory has decreased. So you're like, well, I'm an investor. I still want to buy. And you should in transitioning markets. But you have to buy your properties at a deeper discount. The interesting thing about uh, investment real estate marketplace is it's only about 1% to 3% of the market. We deal in distressed. We just deal in like the either distressed as the structure itself or distressed in the terms of what's going on. You know, like grandma died. I'm getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. um, I'm moving to Jersey and I need to sell this house now kind of thing. So um, our market has not really changed that much of the one to three percent that we typically deal in. Some of the things you should consider as a flipper today is that it may take your house or property, I should say, longer to sell. In Houston, uh, during the big, during quarter two to into quarter three, you're looking at about 37 days on market. By the end of the year, the average is 58 days. So you have to, you have to calculate more holding costs. Mm -hmm. You have to calculate that you have, your house has to be in this market today. If you're gonna sell it, the finishes have to be superior and your property has to be um, put on the market at a competitive price. So to be truly in this market as a flipper, you're going to have to buy them deeper and you're going to have to have your, your finishes better than your competition. So it's important that you look at your comparables and see what your competition is on finishes. Don't just price things on price per square foot. And it is a good idea to not to take any comparable by minimum August of 2022, in my opinion, but you should still, you should be in the quarter four numbers on what was selling to project your data if you're buying something today. Yeah. So don't be taking properties that sold in February 22 as your comp. 
That's a totally different market, and that market has left us. We are in a transition, in my opinion. Yeah, that's great. All, all fantastic information. And uh, if you're listening today, what Alex, Alex just gave you was gold. Um, I know that uh, as a seasoned investor, you know, somebody who's done over 4,000 deals in my, in my investing career, um, that's, that's the issue that we're facing today too, right? Is, is comping these properties properly for where we actually are. And, you know, I, I love the, I like the distinction that you made is, you know, obviously economists say uh, a, a robust, decent, healthy market is six, there's six months worth of inventory. And I like the fact that you guys distinguish that just a little bit above three uh, gives a little bit more advantage to the, the, the buyer versus the seller, right? And I think that's really important for, uh, for investors to note. Um, I watch those numbers all the time and sophisticated, more savvy investors will. Uh, newer investors, I, I think you kind of miss that. Uh, that is a really important thing is that you have to look for those leverage points in your market. Um, let me uh, ask you another question, Alex, because I know you've done so many loan transactions. Jet has done so many loan transactions. There are things that are going really well and things that are going poorly. And uh, what should these investors, as they're looking at purchasing deals, taking on some, some, private, uh, some private debt, um, what should they be looking out for aside from what you just spoke about? Is there anything else you'd add in, in addition to when they're looking for deals, what they should look for, and uh, maybe making sure that they just know uh, where those gotcha areas are right now in this current marketplace? Well, one of the things that, because I'm going to go kind of uh, macro to micro on that. So first you have to, again, pay attention to the area in which you're investing. So, um, you know, you're going to turn on Bloomberg and you're going to look, look at the, you know, Las Vegas market. If you're not vocal investing in Las Vegas, that is a moot point. Okay. Um, so if you are going to excel your business in this transition market, be a expert or surround yourself with experts in the market in which you're going to invest in. Like take Houston. Um, our demographic is um, extremely strong with incoming people for jobs. But if you look at maybe Chicago, not so much. Mm -hmm. So one thing is pick a market or pick many markets and make sure your data relies within the market in which you're investing. Okay. So don't get clouded by big macro ideas of the nation when you're not investing in the nation. You're not investing in Minnesota. You're not investing in White Plains, New York. You're, you're a San Antonio guy, you know, or you're, um, you're, you're in Phoenix or something like that. Pay attention to what you're doing in that market. The second thing that I guess you would um, really want to pay attention to is um, I'm a big believer is that flipping makes you rich, holding makes you wealthy, and there's a difference. There's a difference between rich and wealthy. Rich means you got to keep working. Wealthy means you can pretty much do whatever you want. Okay, and if you want to get to that financial freedom aspect of things, you're going to have to eventually move into the transition of holding real estate, whether you're holding your own assets as a landlord, or if you're going into a syndicate or a fund or whatever you're trying to do. In that regard, once you move over to the landlord aspect of things and how you want to structure it, you have to understand that your rate on the 30 year product has changed. Mm -hmm. There are conventional sides of, of holding real estate. 
usually at a lot cheaper rate, but you can only hold 10 in your personal name, including your homestead. And eventually you have to have like six months of PITI in your accounts per each property to kind of refinance. It's a lot longer process, it's a lot harder, but you, um, you'll have a cheaper rate. What most investors are doing is turning to the private sector or what's called the, they used to be called non-QM, non-qualified mortgage, but they're moving there and they're, they're kind of rebranding it, it's called DSCR. Mm -hmm. Your DSCR loans are basically securitized, okay? A bunch of these companies lend, deploy a bunch of capital, they block them up in the notes, they sell the notes, okay? So um, it's a lot easier to get done, but that, that capital in which they're using comes from like private equity and um, securitized lines and things like that. And those rates are gonna be probably anywhere in the six and a half range to nine. So depending on what you're trying to do and what loan to value you're doing and based off the DSCR, what's called the debt service coverage ratio. Quick little definition. That means if your property, your mortgage is a thousand bucks a month, that's your principal, your interest, your taxes, your insurance and any association dues, Watch your association dues on condos, kill you, okay? But your mortgage is a thousand bucks a month. If you needed a 1.2% ratio, that means your property would have to rent or is rented for at least $1,200 a month. That means there's a 20% margin that you're covering 100% of the note plus 20%, okay? So as you are um, getting into the landlord space, and I think it's gonna be a very healthy space for that in a transitioning market, mm -hmm. know that your interest rates are going to probably limit your cash flow. But one argument that you need to consider is that you're not buying these properties for cash flow. Mm -hmm. If you really want to become a wealthy individual, you're buying these properties for an appreciation margin that you're going to collect down the line. So this is going to be a very interesting transitioning market for anybody that has the opportunity to buy more rentals. Because when people aren't buying houses to live in, you gotta live somewhere. So the rental market is seeing increases in not only rent, but quicker um, days on the market for the rental. So I would keep a very keen eye on that. Um, some of the key factors of rental properties, and then flips too, but rental properties is um, school districts. Pay attention to what school districts you're, you're buying in, what they're rated. Uh, most people that are renting Try to rent in an area that's going to be more affluent for where their kids go to school. Pay attention to that. Um, and make the houses nice and clean. When you're going into a rental property, a lot of people say, well, I just want to do like a make ready. That's fine. But make sure your major four are always covered when you're buying a rental. Your roof, foundation, well and septic if you have it. And don't be surprised if you're in the city of Houston, there are well and septics out there in the city. Mm -hmm. So just because you're in the city, don't always clear that out to see if you have well and septic and HVAC. Your major four contributors to property degradation, make sure they're covered and fixed so you can um, limit the, um, the overhead that may take to fix the property while you have tenants in place. So my biggest thing I would take to, you, to the investors watching today is that I'm not saying don't flip. But I'm saying this is going to be a very interesting time to hold real estate if you're a landlord or if you have access to an RMLO and produce owner finance. Yeah. 
Very good. We're, we're uh, up on time here, Alex. I appreciate you gave so many great nuggets. And uh, I'll just kind of uh, underline what you just said. And that's the only real estate deal I ever did not like was the one that I sold. Uh, a lot of people are, they lament over the ones they lost money on. The ones that I lost money on were just learning experiences. The ones I sold and got rid of are the ones I still lament today. Uh, you've, you've heard it uh, said so many times that the, the best time to buy real estate was yesterday. And, uh, and that's exactly what uh, Alex is, is talking about. Uh, you can see Alex uh, talk some more uh, at Houston, and I'm so glad you guys are going to be joining us. Uh, Alex, uh, make sure you tell uh, Eddie Gant and the whole team over there, uh, I said hello. Uh, love the team there. And if you guys are in the Houston area, uh, you want to get on their website, get a part of their social media. They do a lot of great events. Uh, they do a lot of social mixers and things like that where they have hundreds of real estate investors come out uh, that do deals together, uh, get some education. Uh, just a fantastic organization. Uh, thank you, Dr. Alex Buryak, for being a part of the show today. I very much pleasure having uh, being a part of it. All We're right, always, always happy to support. Absolutely. Have a great day. Let me give one quick shout out to our podcast uh, sponsor one more time. This episode is brought to you by Real Property Management. Working with the right property management company can put more money in your pocket, not less. Real Property Management provides a higher standard of property management to make sure you're maximizing the return on your investments. Experience the real difference with Real Property Management. Visit realpropertymgt.com. That's realpropertymgt.com. Think Realty listener and viewer, thank you so much for being a part. Uh, if you don't have our magazine coming to your doorstep every single month, you are missing out. Go to thinkrealty.com to sign up uh, for our magazine coming out, or you can stop by your local Barnes & Noble and pick one up off of the bookshelf there, the magazine rack. And uh, again, uh, join us on all of our social channels, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and uh, join in the conversation. Let us know what you like, dislike, uh, what you need more of. Comment below this show uh, if there's anything that you need help with, and we will make sure to reach out to you and help guide you along your way. Have a great day, and I hope you're having a great year so far. Uh, good luck with all your upcoming investments. Mm -hmm.